Aggie basketball muscles through a win against Montana State. Football suffers a tough loss against BYU. And Reed Erickson joins us on the show today on Behind the Bowl. Okay, so first thing, let's introduce our guest. He is a sports fanatic, always on the front row of games, and a Mr. USU second attendant. From CUNA, Idaho, Reed Erickson. Happy to be here. Stoked on Aggie sports this year, so uh, excited to awesome. chop it up with the boys. Yeah, welcome, chop it up. Okay, so let's start off the show with Tuesday Night in the Spectrum. Uh, the Aggies came out struggling from the field, overall shooting about 30, 37%. Montana State, led by Harold Frey's impressive 34 points, kept the game close for all 40 minutes and even commanding a lead in the second half. But ultimately, Aggie defense turned into offense. Alfonso Anderson uh, came through for us with a few relieving free throws, and Sam Merrill did Sam Merrill things. Uh, ultimately, the Aggies finished the night with our first regular season win, 81-73. to So the first thing I want to ask you guys, uh, what impressed you about Tuesday night and, and what was your biggest flag for concern? Honestly, for me, what impressed me was the three blocks at the end of the half, Cuba. And what he did, honestly, it brought the tempo for a lot of the game, got back in it. And Sam Merrill, he made 17 free throws in the game. And so he made his shots. That really helped us. And more than that, Bean's performance is great. And so overall, our team played pretty good. Yep. But my biggest flag of concern was the fact that we let him shoot nearly 50% from three. They were 47%. Yeah. And Frey dropped 34 points on us. <laughs> so we got to play better at um, defense, especially on the three-point line. Yeah. But overall, I think we did we did pretty good for the season opener. Awesome. Yeah, it was pretty impressive, just their grit and fight to end the game there. I mean, it was a really close game against uh, a big underdog. And I was a little bit concerned, but they, they really just got down and fought hard and got to the free throw line, made some big free throws, locked up on defense. Um, and pull out the game. So really there at the end, I was really impressed with their their grit and willingness to fight for that victory. Um, kind of a couple concerns I had watching the game. I really feel like they kind of, there's a lack of attention to detail um, in the game. I really felt like they were um, dribbling into a lot of help defense, not getting to the right spots on offense, right. um, slow defensive rotations and kind of getting to the wrong spots, yeah. playing the wrong angles. Um, and you can definitely tell Montana State was out hustling them for most of the game up until the very end. Um, and I thought they're going to be more athletic this year than what they showed. I mean, Montana State blew bias on, on defense a couple times and got to the hoop. And um, so I'm really hoping that that athleticism that I thought was going to be better this year than last year kind of starts to show, starts to show so, more. So, so what, 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 what do you think was more unusual for you? How well Montana State did or how much we struggled? I mean, I think we got to give Montana State credit. They played out of their minds. They're yeah, scrappy, they played hard. But oh, yeah. I definitely think that there was a lot of shortcomings from the Aggies. And it, it might have just been a first game. I mean, you're playing against a team that you assume that you're going to beat pretty bad. and so. Um, but they got to play hard and kind of pay more attention to those details on offense and on, on defense as well. Yeah. Did you think we were going to lose it at all? Because we were down near the end of the game. Like, I was getting a little bit nervous. Did you think we were going to lose it all? Or did you? I was nervous, but I knew just talent-wise – I mean, we had the talent yeah. to win it, and he figured Sam was going to make some shots, get to the foul line, and we'd be able to really just clamp down on defense, play hard, and get some stops. So I figured they'd win. Perfect. So playing off that, uh, I mean, we're going to go to the true or false section. So just true or false to this statement, um, with Nemius Keita's return still without an official timeline, uh, do you guys think that we have the depth to finish November a ranked team? 
Okay, why do you think that? I just think, I mean, it's college basketball, you lose games, and yeah. they're going to have a couple losses to really good teams, and I think voters understand you're going to lose a game or two, and if they're quality losses, I think they can still end the month ranked still with a couple losses. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with false. I mean, it's hard, though. The sample size, it's small. We only played, like, one or two games. We played Idaho, College of Idaho. But I think with St. Mary's in November, LSU, it's going to be really hard to get down in the paint and get all those rebounds. I mean, we struggled against Montana State. You're right, Reed. They, they super out-hustled us. It wasn't even – when you when you saw the game, it was they played scrappy. And we, were, we weren't playing 100%, I feel like, the whole time. Yeah. But I feel like – if we want to beat LSU and St. Mary's, it's going to be really tough to stay a ranked team. So, it's going to be close, though. So my question is, do you think that, do you think that we're one piece away from, from being able to be that team? Because I noticed that we, we were switching out our center like crazy. Like the, especially the first half, we could not figure out the five. Uh, you know, not having Nimi is definitely tougher. You can see it's, it takes a toll on our team. But we have some huge guys. And right. so do you guys think that – we're one piece away, or do you think that this was more, this shows kind of some more underlying issues that need to be dealt with? I don't know if there's a lot of underlying issues. I just didn't think we played to our full potential against Montana State. And it's hard for me to say, oh, okay, the rest of the season, the rest of this month, we're going to play like this. But I feel like, you know, as the season progresses, we're going to adapt. And depending on when Kata comes back, we'll see what happens. I think all of our big guys that are playing right now in the absence of Nimi, they haven't had a lot of court time as an Aggie. They haven't played with the other guys. Um, and so I think ultimately as they get more comfortable in their roles and more comfortable with the offensive and defensive systems, you know, I think they're capable and decent enough basketball players that they'll definitely be able to hold down the hold down the fort um, while Nimi's out as they play more games and get more comfortable. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Indiana was a super exciting game, though. Like, the yeah. last few minutes were, were intense. Yeah, it, like, I love watching the game. Like, was, the herd was going crazy. Yeah. Like, it was awesome. It was yeah. definitely more entertaining than I think any of us expected. Oh, yeah. I don't know yeah. if that was a good thing, but, yeah, oh, definitely yeah. entertaining to watch. Perfect. All right, so let's shift gears to football. So Saturday night, the wagon wheel was back up to grabs after a long year since our second straight win. Uh, trying to make the win streak three for the first time since 1973, our boys in black came out. Uh, they looked strong relatively at the beginning. Uh, you know, they kept the first quarter tied at about a touchdown apiece. Uh, but the momentum didn't exactly continue late into the game. BYU's slippery offense and sticky defense kept us scoreless for the entire second half. Questionable calls and Cougar visitors kept our fans upset until the last minute when one of uh, the BYU coaches called a needless timeout as if to say, stop, stop what you're doing, look at us, uh, we won that game. You know, they, the night ended, Cougars 42, Aggies 14. Really painful loss for us. Uh, so I'll go to you first, Reed. What was your main takeaway from Saturday night? The team is frustrated. Yeah. Um, you can see it on the field, players, like, jumping up and down, like, shaking their fists. You can see it on the sideline, not really talking to each other, just isolating themselves from everybody and some shouts and profanities. Uh, they're definitely frustrated right now. Um, yeah. Off the field, on the field. Uh, you can see it. It's pretty, pretty uh, obvious. Yep. What about you, Jackson? Just, I did not see like a big energy level from them. They did not play like I've seen them play. Yeah. <laughs> like if you compare it to last year when we went down to Provo, and we played. I mean, obviously we had a different team, different coach. I mean, I understand that plays into the role of how the team executes, but we didn't play Aggie football, and I think we all felt it. The first half wasn't terrible. We were down by a touchdown. I was like, okay, maybe we can uh, yeah. tie it up. But we did not. 
play like we should have. So do you do you think the the diagnosis here is effort? Do you think that that? I think it's unity. I mean, I've heard a lot of stuff. Um, obviously, I don't want to go way into it, but the team didn't play like a team. There was definitely moments where I felt like we could have passed to a different receiver on the field, and he was open, and we passed to someone else in double coverage. Maybe that was the play call. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But I don't, I don't think we played like a team. And you compare our stats to BYU stats, we have around the same yardage. We have three turnovers. Yeah. They have five. It shouldn't have been a blowout when you look at the stats. Mm -hmm. But then when you look at all our drives, we just couldn't execute in the, in, in the red zone. We just could not execute. So Yeah. Yeah. And that unity is a big thing as well. Even like I was sitting right behind the offensive bench right there on the front row. And there's times it come off and, you know, Coach Sanford, the offensive coordinator, would try to gather everybody there, the receivers, yeah. running backs, uh, Jordan Love. And there would be receivers or running backs missing. And he'd be like, oh, where's so-and-so? And try to find them. And then he just would give up because they weren't really willing to come over to the bench and be as a unit. I just, yeah, there's not a lot of unity, kind of a lot of beef going around. And yeah. you see people avoiding fist bumps and not talking to somebody else. So I think they got to work that out in yeah. order for them to play yeah. well in the field. I, I think it doesn't really much go into our talent because I feel like we have some great players yeah. like Scarver's playing great. Like, I think it is, like Reed said, just how we play together and how we overcome a turnover because we had a lot of early turnovers and BYU didn't and they capitalized. So Yeah, they didn't. Okay, so true or false – uh, was this loss a sign of more tough things to come? I definitely think so. Um, I mean, how many games do we have left? Three, four, three? Three, four games. I don't think it's looking too good for them. Um, I think in order for them to do well in any of these games, they really have to come together, put everything to the side. Um, but, I mean, you just watch the defense. Lack of effort. They're missing tackles. Offense, they're just not connecting. Open guys that aren't getting hit. I just think there's a lot of problems on the field, off the field, that really difficult to overcome that I'm not sure that they're in a spot right now where they're willing or able to, to get past those things in three weeks. Okay, so we're four and four. Do you think we'll finish above 500, or what's your prediction on that? Uh, it's a toss-up. I, I really don't know what to say about that. I mean, okay. I, think we, I think we can win the Wyoming game, possibly. Okay. Fresno and Boise State are definitely going to be harder wins. Um, I can see us maybe if they really come together, really put a lot of their stuff to the side, maybe get those two wins to get to a bowl. But I can definitely see them only winning one more game. Okay. Wow, it's bold. I, I think I'm going to go with false. Like I, I think we'll still end the season pretty okay. Now I'm not saying we're going to end winning it out because obviously yeah. there's some – I mean, the last game really made me worried. Yeah. We lost the wagon wheel and everything. But I think, I think we'll end 6-6. Six and six. Okay. That's my prediction. I think we'll we'll be able to get a few wins on the road, but we don't. Yeah. Play, we're one and three on the road, so we got to change yeah, a few things up when it comes it. down to uh, fourth quarter. Yeah, I hope you're right. I really yeah. hope they pull it together. Really hope they play well. That'd be best case scenario. Really, really pulling for them, but yeah. so, not so sure. Let's think a little more long term. Um, I'm thinking, I'm thinking that Saturday night was kind of a sign of things to come. Uh, what do you guys think? Next year, kind of moving forward, uh, you know, looking looking ahead at the people that we're going to lose, um, do you think that Aggie football can recover from it, from a big hit like this? I think they can. Really, I think an offseason kind of work out some of the stuff. I really have a feeling, I mean, I think Jordan Love's going to go to the draft, going to have a new quarterback, and I think Coach Sanford's going to bring in his own offensive system instead of trying to replicate what Coach Yost did. 
think kind of gives the defense some of those younger players a chance to to grow, get better. And I think next year, I mean, they may not be the you know ten win team that we were last year, but I definitely think that they're going to be a more competitive team than they are potentially right now. Perfect. All right, so just kind of looking ahead a little bit. Tomorrow night, uh, we got the game at Fresno for football. Um, for basketball, we got uh, Weber State tonight at 7 o'clock here in the Spectrum. I'm um, excited to show up for that. Uh, next week, we got, um, looks like Denver, um, and then we also are playing, who's this, NCAT, <laughs> North Carolina A&T Aggies. So Aggies on Aggies. Um, so um, not a super tough schedule looking like for the next week for basketball, but I know it's going to get tough in the kind of final weeks of November. Um, Aggie football. We just talked about that. You know, we got some some manageable games and some not so manageable games coming up. So excited to see how that's going to turn out. Um, any final thoughts from you guys? I'm ready for this basketball season yeah. and hockey. Yeah. Love hockey too. Yeah, it's love the hockey. Yeah, team. yeah it's going to Go be good. Hockey. I'm excited. Aggie sports is what we love. Awesome. Yeah, we're here for it. We live for it, baby. Cool. So, all right, that'll do it for today's show. Um, feel free, feel free to uh, give us a follow on Instagram behind the bowl. Yep, and be sure next week we got the herd president coming on the behind the bowl, Trevor Wilkie. So be sure to tune in for that. Awesome. Go Aggies. Go Aggies. Aggies.